Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of The Watching Men. My name's Carl. And I'm Mark. And we are here once again to go through the week's TV and movie news and have a little discussion about various topics that we found interesting over the last week. So welcome, welcome back to all our listeners. We've got some listeners now, Mark. And we got some Twitter followers at watching underscore men. I hope I've got that one right. <laughs> yeah, you know, I did realise after I posted um, the official launch thing on on Facebook, the little icon that comes up just says watching men. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying, oh, that was a bit unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, there, there may need to be some slight graphical adjustment to say. <laughs> it could be taken in a uh, in a different manner, should we yes. say? Yes, well, I, was like, I need to bring the the down a little bit. I think, but uh, it was it was it was weird when I looked at it and I thought, oh, okay. Yeah, it, I think watching men doesn't exactly uh, pr- promote what we're actually doing of watching TV and movies <laughs> and videos. No, there's nothing wrong. I, I, should I stop digging my hole? Yeah, yes, I will. See, I'll take I'll take that uh, shovel off you now. I think. So. Um, but I, in, in in this week's big news, though, Carl, you'll be excited to know that. Um, that John Moxley did not join Chris Jericho's crew on All Elite Wrestling. So I watched Treadstone this week. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you seen Treadstone by any chance on, no, on Amazon Prime? No. So it's I, um, I, we've had this conversation. We were talking again last week off the air. I don't know why. I just can't seem to get into Amazon Prime. What? I know it's got some, I, I don't know. It's mad. Like, you, you like um, that Jack Reacher guy, don't you? Yes. Can't get into No, hang it. on. I you, just you, don't you, know what it... You mean Jack Ryan? No, no, no. The other one. The <laughs> one that I thought was Jack Ryan, but it's right, not. Because you mean the one played by Tom Cruise in the movies? Not that one. The well, other one. Where's Jack Ryan, then? Hang on. Well, what's the one with Tom, Tom Cruise Tom, in it? Tom Clancy is Jack... Right. <laughs> So the guy, John Karanitsky, or whatever his name was, from The Office, the American version of The Office, he's in Jack Ryan, which is the Tom Clancy Jack Ryan, you know, Hunt for Red October, um, yeah. Some of All Fears and stuff like this, the, uh, the guy, Tom Clancy, the guy, the author, uh, and they did Jack Ryan, did I say Chris Ryan? Jack, Jack Ryan, uh, the, 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 the TV show on, on, that is, on see, that's Prime. See, that's where... I've got I've got my Ryan and my Reachers mixed up. Yes, you have. Although it's not going to matter soon, as we'll get to a story shortly. Um, but uh, yeah, I know I, I enjoyed that. I, I, I'm still I haven't got the second series done. I watched the first episode and it was good. It was good and entertaining and and stuff. Uh, I'm just waiting for a period of time where I've got nothing to do. See, the problem is I've got things that I save up for so long because I think oh I'll wait till I've got a big long chunk period of time where I can just get into this and enjoy it thoroughly. And then those moments never flipping come. So that's the problem I have most of the time. I've got this vast wealth of stuff that I'm saving up for a special day, and I can't even think when that'll be. When I'm when, when I'm on my deathbed is what I'm thinking at the moment. I, I, I do the same as well, especially with box sets. I seem to save the last episode like it's something <laughs> special to be treasured instead of actually just watching the last episode. What was it I watched? Um, oh, was it? Battlestar Galactica, uh, not Walking Dead. I'll, I'll remember it soon, but I remember waiting and it was about oh, 24. That was it. I think I waited about two years before I thought I'm finally ready now to let go. <laughs> that was another I know, joke. It's, I know it's absolutely ridiculous. I know, especially with how fast content comes out, you sort of just, just got to enjoy it and let it breathe. Well, yeah, sometimes. I mean, 
So, so this Treadstone movie, uh, sorry, TV series on on Prime, they're all out, as far as I know. They released the whole season series, and it's good. It's got you know because it's 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 done in the James Bond. Jason, but I'm getting all my names mixed up as well. You're you're having an effect on me. See, it's not the, easy, is it? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on here, so we're all The James, the James Bourne, uh, no, <laughs> the Jason Bourne uh, franchise. So it's got that immediacy to to the action. Like there's that constant like do 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 whenever anything's going on. It's um, you know meant to be exciting and, and and getting you on the edge of your seat. And it's of course. Being the first episode of the entire series, it's putting its pieces in its in place, and you and you're not quite sure what's going on yet because it's just it's just these various characters, and then they have these moments where they turn into like elite killers, and they don't even know why it's happening. Um, but it's intriguing, and I'm looking forward to to watching them, watching more of them as I go along. And there's, a, there's another show as well coming up this week that I'm I'm really looking forward to. But there is. Um, some controversy, well, not controversy, but The Watchmen. Um, it's come out, been revealed that The Watchmen, the HBO series, is not getting a second season. And I don't understand why this is news because when it started, like last year, I think back in October, there were pieces written about this will be a one off season and that's it. They were quite adamant that they were going to do one show and that was it, just like the comic book. Although, subsequently, many years later, it turns out the comic book's did have sequels which alan moore the creator of watchman wasn't too happy about apparently but yeah so this this watchman season is it they're not going to be any more apparently um which is a shame because I've, I've been watching it and it's good it's a good little show i haven't watched it because i did the stupid thing of i relied on internet critics in a 10 minute video to decide if i should watch it or not so i there was a, there was a couple of really nice reviews about it and I went, oh, no, 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 this isn't for me. But I, now I know it's one series. See, that tempts me, knowing it's only one series, because you know it's not going to be left on a cliffhanger like mm. so many shows well, used to be. So I'm not... Hang on, it might be. There's no guarantee just because it's one season <laughs> it won't be end on a cliffhanger. I've got a funny feeling it is going to end on a cliffhanger, actually. Um, but it's, a, it's an interesting show. Obviously, it's got superheroes in it or mass vigilantes, as they, as, they're real, as they really are most of the time in the show. But it's got some, you know, it's got some uh, like racial stuff in there. And it's, it's just intriguing. It's, it's a really good, well-put-together show. And the cinematography on it is fantastic. It's, the camera's always moving in, in interesting places. The story, it's not one of those straightforward stories like, here's all the information you need. That's it. You can see where it's going. It's one of those ones where, again, it will introduce a character, but you don't actually know who this character is. And then about three episodes in, it will give you their backstory. And so eventually you have that that enjoyment of piecing together all these supposedly separate pieces of information and they all come together. Uh, and it's, it's, it's lovely. And I've got about three episodes to go, I think, on that one. So the storytelling then, does it sort of follow Westworld? Because I'm I'm gonna blow my own trumpet here. I knew the twist in season one about halfway through. <laughs> so did virtually everybody else. I oh, don't spot. I'm sorry, dude, but it was so obvious. Well, I, I might have had a couple of wines whilst I was processing a few of the episodes. <laughs> Congratulations! You managed to work out exactly what most other people managed to work out on that particular show. Well done. Yeah, we all we all got to start somewhere. But speaking of shows that are coming, that are basically going to be ending, Better Call Saul. Have you ever watched this, Carl? No, you see, I've never really watched Breaking Bad either. 
I think Breaking Bad was a turning point in TV for me because there were a lot of episodes and a lot of episodes, just nothing seem, really seemed to happen. And now you look at it in the big picture, it may be some of the scenes where they're to fill time, but like sometimes you just go, come on, give me a payoff, give me a climax, just <laughs> do something. Don't make me sit here because I feel obliged to because everyone's going, oh my God, Breaking Bad is so brilliant. It's fantastic. No, some, some episodes were dull and nothing happened. But Better Call Saul, uh, that, and I will say Better Call Saul has sort of had that issue as well, where it's like, yes, you're building up the character. Yes, you're building out the plot. We all know where it's going to go. You don't need to try and go, well, I know, let's talk about buying a pot plant for 30 minutes just to have a little bit of a lead on at the end as an example. Mm-hmm. Well, not that they did example. But I've got to say, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because you, you were genuine. Whereas, whereas with um, Breaking Bad, it took, in my view, almost too long for the characters to start coming out, or a few of them did. You've known Jimmy McGill right from the start, and there's all the little underlying pins of the character there and i've really enjoyed it and i think the the last season i think yeah i'm, I'm gonna be sad to see it go but it's gonna be one of those one time a week things Ugh. what do you what do you prefer car do you where are you standing on this well hang uh, on let's, let's schedule? Let, I, I will answer that but let's just go back to better call south so it's coming back for its fifth season on monday the 24th of february uh, and they're saying after this season, there's only one more. So in next oh, year, God, they said they said about Game of Thrones and no, they didn't. That they, they, didn't. Did it. they didn't. But but it, it's it's coming back now. I I can't. I'm I'm not sure. Like I say, I've never got into it. It's another one of those things where it just went on my list and I never got around to it. Just like Breaking Bad. And now because I know it's a it's, a, it's not a continuation. It's sort of like an alter a, a, a storyline that's going on off to the side of Breaking Bad or even maybe before Breaking Bad. It's always like... It's prequel, yeah. Yeah, it's always sort of like, oh, well, there's no immediate see to to watch that one because I haven't watched Breaking Bad. And I know they don't really hook up that much. There's some, there's some shared characters and stuff like this. But um, when it comes to the other pro- uh, question about, you know, one week, a, one, one release a, a week or, or the whole massive dump of episodes... I don't know. I'm I'm in two minds. For example, right? I can keep up normally with the let's release one episode a week. So for the Apple TV Plus shows that I liked, I managed to keep up with them on the whole. Um, maybe I fell a week, uh, behind a week or two on on one or two of them, but on the whole, I kept up with them, and it was really easy to keep up. When they're all dumped together, it's it's literally I think maybe two shows that I've ever watched them all the way through in one hit. Um, and one of them recently was The Boys, uh, the superhero, the take on superheroes on, again, Amazon Prime, where it was a bit... I was going to say Amazon Prime again. Yep, absolutely. And Jack Ryan, strangely enough, they're both Prime shows. It was Jack Ryan. I watched that over the space of two or three days. <clears throat> and I watched The Boys over two days. Um, they're the only real shows that I've I've been binge-watched like that. I, nothing else really takes my my fancy most of the time unless they're little comedy shows and stuff like that so i don't i don't really mind i'm not i'm not a religious binge watcher i'm not a person that wants to gather around the water cooler and have you know discussions because i mainly work on my own all day long so i've got no one to talk to about it anyway (laughs) but uh you know i don't i don't miss those big events on tv oh look we've got to talk about what was on dancing on ice last night i don't care 
Um, so I, I'm I, kind I, of... I almost led with the story of Sandy Toxvig leaving Bake Off. It is either that or my wrestling story, so I thought I'd play it safe. <laughs> yeah, something else I've never watched. <laughs> <laughs> Nor have I... Well, I've watched probably two or three episodes, and it is like, I, am I missing something here? I know some people just like cooking shows. I mean, there's, there's nothing, nothing wrong with that if that's your floats your boat. No. It's just not for me. I like I like like scripted shows myself. Like you know, but not a fan of reality. I, th- I think it. But I think Bake Off is like it's all. It's it's the closest we get going to get to nice wholesome family entertainment. Like where we're talking about. Hang on, no, it isn't. I know there's a ton of innuendo on that because when I you know speak to Missy about it, yeah, on so did Mark and Wise though. Uh, well, and Wise, Tommy Cooper, uh, <laughs> Les du- Les Dawson, Les Dennis. Brian Con- Billy Colony, Brian Connolly, they what always be family entertainers. Where, where have you gone with this conversation? You totally lost me now. I don't know how we ended up here. Uh, we went from, yeah, actually, gosh, we can make a note and tell us how we got to this cold. This I no, not tell us how, how you got to it, because I'm not going along on the ride. I'm pulling you back. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that ladder? This hole's getting deeper, Cyril. <laughs> Anyway, speaking, getting back to scripted dramas and stuff like this, and we did mention him earlier, is actually Jack Reacher itself is going to get a series on Prime as well. So this is the famous Jack Reacher who has had multiple books written about him by Lee Childs, who strangely enough this week as well has announced that he's given up the uh, the Jack Reacher uh, writing and handed it over to his brother. So he's obviously going to concentrate on the movies and this uh, on the TV shows, actually. And this first season that's going to come out for Jack Reacher is based on The Killing Floor, which was the first Jack Reacher book. And I like this idea. I'd rather them do this. I'd rather them base TV shows on books than movies on books because it gives they've got a lot more time to let the story breathe and the characters develop uh, over the space of 10 episodes or 24 episodes depending or rather than 2 hours oh definitely definitely i'm with you all the way i was just having a separate side thought a moment ago where we seem i think we've seem to have entered a golden age of tv and movies seem to be suffering from it well yeah Absolutely. One, because they're flipping expensive to go and see, and and they're just not very good at the moment, movies, unfortunately. How do you, when you're watching something like uh, Jack Reacher or AN Other Show, where we all know Tom Cruise plays Jack Reacher, do you feel any disassociation? You expect the main character, be, character to be in the film, or do you get over that quite quickly? No, I can I can separate. I mean, actually, strangely enough, there was a lot of backlash against Tom Cruise being Jack Reacher because apparently he's a tall chap in the books, and everyone knows. Oh yes, <laughs> poor old Tom Cruise. He's a he's a short ass. Um, and I noticed there was I watched the the first Jack Reacher movie the other day. Strangely enough, and there's a scene where he goes into a bar and everybody's his height, and I thought, how many? How long did it take them? <laughs> To get the extras, okay, you can't be any taller than Tom. Okay, you need to be well, below did they, Tom's uh, height. Did they do the thing like in Elf, where they, it was like they used um, force perception? Well, yeah, he, he could have been. Will- he, he could have been walk, walking on a ramp or a, a raised section of floor, possibly. I don't, I don't know. But uh, thing is, he's. I, I know, I know, he gets a lot of stick. He gets a lot of stick for being in Scientologist, a Scientologist, and and all the nonsense that goes on there. But. I got, I got to give him his films are darn entertaining over the last like decade or so. I mean, he throws his body into it 
foot like all the way like breaking his foot when he's doing a jump over off a bridge in london for example well he actually held uh, on to the plane as well didn't he I mean, yeah you know, strapped that, on. That, yeah. but yeah i mean i wouldn't do it yeah i mean he's strapped on and i think because he's just like stuntmen would be but he's still hanging out there on the plane <laughs> it's just mental. oh yeah uh, what was what I rewatched the other day? It's the one where the world has been stripped barren, and they live in a. Uh, uh, I watched, why can't I remember things today? Um, there was two main lead characters and uh, Morgan Freeman in it. And Oblivion. I remember it in a minute. Oblivion. Sorry. Oblivion. That's the one. I like that film. It's hmm. okay. I, I think it's a nice paced. I like the way it flows until like the fourth sort of act goes a little bit awry. But I like that film. Fourth? Is that not three? <laughs> well, that's how good it was. That's how good I was. Just made your own act up at the end. It, it, it took me to a new dimension of enjoyment, Carl. <laughs> God, you know what? I've got to rethink my life. Like, I'm trying to do a podcast after being awake for 16 hours. Well, that's no different than me. <laughs> Just. Yeah, but you've been doing 16 hours, as we were talking previously off air, like since you were a small boy, like yeah, 24 well, hours down pit. Just got just to gotta soldier on, like Jack Reacher. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping good things from this. Uh, I've got no real... Uh, Nick Santora is producing it. I know that name for some reason. I can't imagine... I can't remember what I've heard that name related to, unfortunately. But, um, but I've heard some like Jack Reacher stories and I've seen the two movies that come out and they always entertain. Um, but it's, it's like this it's sort of like lesser James Bonds kind of, uh, but it's like the lone man who turns up in town and helps out someone and then solves the, solves their issue. And then he's gone again. You know, I, I, as it, I've always found something very intriguing about that storyline, you know, going right back for when I was young and I used to watch the Clint Eastwood man with no name, uh, trilogy of movies and things like this. It's, it's just something about that. I mean, now it'll probably be called a, oh, he's too toxic. He's uh, toxic ma- masculinity is getting in the way, but yeah, I don't subscribe to that nonsense. Oh God, I was trying to avoid, I was trying to avoid that today. So basically he's like the incredible Hulk, but doesn't Hulk up. Yes. Shifting from one time to another. <laughs> it is, it is good. And I'm glad it's coming to, uh, to, uh, streaming service and not not another movie i don't have tom cruise obviously reprise his role unfortunately but uh i'll be interested to see who they get and if they're tall and also be interested to see what happens if there's another jack when when there's another jack reacher film the, the what spacing will they give the final episode of whatever season it is before the film so you're not thinking okay i've just seen him on amazon but now he's a different character on the main screen yeah, it's true. I don't, I don't know how they're going to do that. I don't think they are making that many more movies. Again, I don't think it was a big money spinner for for them. It was no Mission Impossible. Let's put it that way. I I, I preferred season. Uh, I preferred the first Jack Reacher film over the second. I just felt the second one went down the old trope of right. We need more action, more lightsabers. That sort <laughs> well, of. They always do, don't they? Hey, that's the trouble with sequels. They know they've got to top what they've previously done. So they, for, for whatever reason, they just dump extra you know, action, extra car chases, extra everything into it. A bigger star, a bigger villain. You know, and it's just, uh, just, just stick to the story. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just something that Hollywood feels it must do to attract us to come back to, to see 
another instalment. And I guess they're right. But then, you know, you can look at things like James Bond, for example. They'll have they'll have a uh, movie series where he'll, like they'll push the boat out and everything's big and explosive and then they'll come back to do for example the one that sticks in my head the most when I was younger is Moonraker so James Bond Moonraker oh, yes. comes out it come out around Star Wars or Star Wars had come out and obviously everyone's making we got to make space movies we got to make space movies well here we go let's do a James Bond movie with lasers in space on shuttles on a space station and then let's have a laser battle in space and what are you talking about <laughs> and is, then, it, is this the one where Jaws falls in love as well on yes. the space shuttle is it? yeah yeah I think oh, it is. Th- th- there were there were good times there were good times good times good films good That's films and then the one, the, the one the one the one immediately after that was For Your Eyes Only, which is the most stripped-back possible James Bond story you could ever have. It's it's literally he's helping a woman who's trying to find the assassin of, of her family. And it's it's so simplistic. It's like the biggest thing is it in it is he climbs a rock face. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it. Oh, dear. So it's weird. It's weird. Oh, well. I'll tell you what else is weird. Go on. Doctor Who's plummeting ratings on this oh, season. I, I, I thought you were going to come as... Right, I'm going to be honest with you. I stopped watching Doctor Who mid-season with the last Doctor because it was just getting too much of that uh, MacGuffin-y. It's like, oh no, what do we do? Aha, I remember once I stirred my tea anti-clockwise. It reminded me of my gran. He had a grandfather clock, but she never wound it up. It's like, how do you link these things together? Oh, and she used to like bananas. And then she had a budgery car. And in the bottom of the budgery car tray, there was a newspaper clipping. And it had the exact time and date of this very event. That sort of stuff. Hmm. That's when I checked out. And funny you should mention this story. And I can see why Doctor Who ratings plummet. Because I was watching a bit of the YouTube. And apparently in one of the last episodes... To stop a virus going through this bloke's body, he has to suck his thumb. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll, I'll take that with a pinch of salt. And then he meets up with a you know uh, a, another character. They form some sort of bond, and as she's going off to be a hero and fight off the aliens, he sucks his thumb, and she sucks her thumb. And I'm watching this and going. Somebody thought this was a good idea. Did they not do background checks or DBS checks on some of the writers these days? Well, I mean, at what point do you go, hey, baby, let's suck thumbs together? What? See, I think actually, strangely enough, that is the problem because there was a big hoo ha a few years ago. Most of the a lot of the writers on Doctor Who were sci-fi writers. They had some sort of connection to sci-fi. Now. The writers currently in this current crop, most of them have written for like soap operas like Doctors and and, and and EastEnders and things like this. A few of them are political playwright activists or not activists, but playwrights. Um, and you can tell. I mean, I haven't, I haven't watched this current season because it, it done me in last season. I couldn't take it anymore with the amount of 
nonsense lecturing and and okay there's obviously an audience out there for that because it's still at four four sorry 4.19 million viewers in the uk which will probably go up to about around six six million once they take into account all the iplayer watches and views and stuff like this but that has oh, that, that's the bbc excuse isn't it there it's like rating figures were low but actually if you look online i, I do like the way the bbc is sort of slowly going oh no no but the streaming the streaming yeah well that plummeted for when because when jody Whitaker took over it was like 10 almost 11 million people watching that show and it's gone down ever since it's always going down i think there was one week where it went slightly up but it's gone down every single week and when it's returned this season it started off low and it's only getting lower and then losing millions or thousands, hundreds of thousands of viewers on a weekly basis. Um, again, I've not watched any of these season, uh, but I hear again they're just as preachy as the last season, and it's a shame because you know, I, as far as I know, I mean, Jodie Wicket, she's a good actress or actor, you know. Oh, very good. So I don't, I don't. I, they're just just reading the lines and the stories that are put before them, um, you know. And as far as I can say, see, uh, all the technical stuff is still. You know, just as good as it was in Capaldi days and 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 such. Uh, so it comes down to the writing. The writing appears they have no clue what science fiction is about, and they have no clue about what the Doctor is about. Apparently, there's some line on on, on this one Orphan Fifty Five, which was something to do with the planet and global warning warning and stuff like this. When oh, she's yeah, given right she's given a end, lecture yeah. to the camera at the end. Apparently, now I can't believe I can't. From what I'm told, I cannot believe she's doing it to the camera because that would be insane. So I'm guessing it's slightly to the left or right of the camera, supposedly to an actor slightly off screen. But she goes. Apparently, one of the lines is, this is one of your possible futures. No, that's not how... If you're there, that's the future. That is it. You don't... You can change it back in the past. But as far as you're concerned, that is it. There is... There's no multiple choice, as far as I can remember, in Doctor Who. You visit a point in time, and that's it. Oh, dear. And it's just simple little things like that. I mean, it, I'm, I'm liking the way that the Bieber stands to acknowledge it in a way that... The, the, from our comicbook.news link we've got here. Beep bosses were hoping the downturning ratings towards the end of the last series was just a novelty of Jody's arrival wearing off a little, claims the insider. But the fact that new seasons seem to have fared even worse will have them worrying whether it has less to do with who plays the Time Lord and a sign of greater problems with the show. Bingo. <laughs> Absolutely bingo. This should have been... I understand that bringing the first female you know, Time Lord was a very good, very momentous thing, quite the right thing to do. But why why couldn't they just keep her in the same vein as the previous Doctors, where there's an element of sci-fi where you don't have to be this wacky, kooky character. You know, the Doctor was a little bit off base, but it wasn't like, oh, look at me, I'm a cheeky chappy. He's, he's one step away from having a car horn and going honk honk after every bloody line. But it was always it was always played for laughs. Okay, this is this is where, when I personally thought when Doctor Who came back um, under Christopher Eccleston, it was always done in a certain way. He was, as you say, a cheeky chappy, you know, and you know, quick quick to make a joke and in a serious situation. But then on a dime, he it turned serious, and he would like yeah. take charge of the situation. The ones I saw of of from the last season 
that never happened. It's always just ah, joke, joke, joke. Let's move on. Let's move on here. Lecture, lecture, lecture. Let's joke, move, move, move. Oh God, will you just stop? I just, it's, it's, and it. The problem is I have with it is it takes you out of the, it, it takes you out of it. I mean, and okay, maybe you can now use the argument Doctor Who's meant for children, and okay, I'm going to agree with you now. If that's the case, this is currently yes. aimed at children because no one else should be enjoying this unless you like to be preached and lectured to. That's it, right? Because they're not teaching you, they're not teaching you fun and, and, and exciting adventurous stories anymore. They're lecturing you about the wrongs of the world as they see them, and and, and it's it's just crazy. It's supposed to be a Saturday night where you're supposed well, to be Sunday enjoying now. the one night. Oh, is it Sunday? Oh, yeah, yeah, they moved of it. it they is. moved it. Going back a little bit, though, I did enjoy Kath do these episodes with Catherine Tate. I was very, very sceptical, very sceptical. And again, that's when you've got Sony understands a bit of comedy, mm. has their bit of input. It's like predominantly, like mainly a bit more sci-fi, but just that little bit of nice dodgy, you know, nice attitude kicks in, a bit of Vicky Pollardness in the best sort of way. Mm. And now... And, and, and that's just something where, you know, we, you know, you and I probably grew up with Star Wars through the Sylvester McCoy, then it went away and came back. And now we seem to be reaching almost the end of that arc again, you know, what goes around comes around where it's like, oh, yeah, okay, it's on. Well, maybe there's something else on. And I always worry that when you get into a stage of let's not watch it now, let's DVR it and watch something else. I think hmm. you're losing a bit of a battle if you're relying on DVR. Yeah, but I, I I don't watch anything live nowadays. I haven't watched anything live for years, which is good in a way because that means when I, if I ever got a place of my own, I wouldn't need to pay a get a TV license. <laughs> so. I haven't got one. I've not had one for about four years. Well, as long as you don't watch live TV, you're okay. So. No, no, no. All my content is legitimate. <laughs> Although I lo- I love hearing it on. I was listening to the radio this morning, Radio X. And uh, one of the presenters says, oh, yeah, and I watched The Mandalorian this morning. And before I could text in my outrage to go, oh, yeah, how did you manage to watch The Mandalorian? He sort of like said, oh, yes, I, I do it like everyone else on the internet. He might have had a screener. I could have done that, but he did. He basically just <laughs> admitted <laughs> without admitting that he was doing it in the nefarious <laughs> way. Oh, well. Actually, it's strange because there's, there's a few, strangely enough, um, politically base stories uh this week as i suppose is going to be for most weeks actually to tell you the truth so i'm really looking for i was well i still am to a greater extent this friday again on prime um here in the uk anyway and everywhere else i think except america because you've got to buy all access cbs or whatever it's called over there and that is the return of picard so we're getting star uh, trek picard kicking off this friday no i have got an actual rant and monologue written down that I think we might do as a bonus episode if I can finish my monologue thing off. Because I, uh, no. Well, don't you want to? I mean, I mean, I don't know what you're about to say on it, but I, I thought what we'd do is we'd we'd dedicate some time to this next week because we're obviously going to see it in the, in that space yes, of time. I, I will save it for that because it's to do with the trailers, and I made a note of this. I think it's. For the first time ever, I made a show note before you did because I watched the trailer. And anyway, we'll save it. For next well, the yes, trailers, so- strangely enough, the trailers are what causes me a bill of concern. And let's, I'll tell you let's why. Let's save it for next week. No, because oh, no. it'll be irrelevant next week because it's a trailer. Go on then. 
Right, Go okay, on. so the problem I've got with the trailers is, well, it's not a problem, it's just a, a worry. Um, that is the fact that there's a lot of there's a lot of paying attention to the past in it. And what I mean by that is they stuff data. So imagine, you know, it's only a short trailer. So uh, on, yeah, like, I know. So they, so they stuff, uh, they stuff um, sorry, they stuff data in it. They stuff yep. um, nine, seven of nine in it. They stuff the Borg in it. Yep. There's a shot, brief shot of the Enterprise D. They stick Riker in it. They stick uh, Troy in it. Um, is that everybody? Or is there someone else in the past? Uh, I think that was it. And that is exactly the same issue i had i was sold on picard with the first teaser trailer you know good old jean luc walking through a winery doing the odd uh, you know what kind of a bit bored that had me there that's that's all they needed all they needed to hook me in was oh i don't need to see anything more jean luc right let's crack on next trailer oh data really oh well this is good because we all know, you know, data got rebooted and spoilers in the last show in the last um film. Oh, ooh, this I'm looking forward to. Right, brilliant. Don't I, I, that was it. I was salivating. I was like a Labrador at, um, at breakfast time. Where's my supper? I, I you know, I, I mean, I'm wagging my tail with excitement. Can't wait. We hear nothing. Jean Luc comes up. Well, um, your man, or oh, what's he called? Uh, blah 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 blah. Patrick Stewart comes along. Bit of Brexit talk. Okay, yeah, don't don't test away for me. Uh, then this trailer dropped, and I sighed because it's basically the Terminator genesis of trailers. <laughs> Forget teasing, just show us all that's going to happen this season. Now, Battlestar Galactica, the 2013 reboot, used to do a little bit of the same. In, in as so much in the start of the episode would give you little teasers of what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't necessarily give away a surprise, but now it's like, as you said, oh look, seven of nine, yay! Oh look, Troy, yay! But hang on, number I th- one. I think we're 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 at two different uh, issues here of why we have problems with well concerns with this well, trader. Well, it, I, it, my, it is and isn't because go on. Because my concern is. I know why you're, you're putting them in there to trick us to think that these people have a big part in this series. And I know they don't. I know they'll literally appear for a few minutes and then are gone. And and yet there's so much in there taking up the trailer. It's kind of pushing it like, oh, these people are back. They're going to be regulars. And as far as I'm aware, I mean, I could be horribly wrong about this, is they're not going to be regulars. They're just well, they there. they weren't on as... the bridge in one of the scenes, were they? they you, you see... They're just there to try and like uh, get the old fans of Star Trek into it because he has said in an interview that he done is he does not want this show to be anything like the next generation. Um, he says, uh, he goes on to say, uh, I think what we're trying to say is important. The world of next generation doesn't exist anymore. It's different. Nothing is really safe. Nothing is really secure. I explained to them, all of those elements of the next generation which belong in the next generation and why I didn't want to go near them again. Uh, in a way, the world of next generation had been too perfect, too protected. It was the Enterprise. It was a safe world of respect and communication and care and sometimes fun. Sometimes fun, he said. Uh, Picard, 
uh, the Federation of the Union of Planets, bonded uh, by shared democratic values, has taken an isolationist turn. The new show, Stuart says, was me responding to the world of Brexit and Trump and feeling, why hasn't the Federation changed? Why hasn't Starfleet changed? Maybe they're not as reliable and trustworthy as we all thought. Which, if handled, okay, could be an intriguing situation. But again, potentially, potentially, He's annoying 50% of the audience before even one moment of the film, uh, the, the show is shot. And if you agree with him, that's fair enough. You'll probably go, yeah, right on. But the problem is the world's made up of another load of people who don't agree with those, those things. And it's just going to annoy people. And it, I don't understand time and time again why these shows shoot themselves potentially in the foot straight away. Exactly. I mean, those things can be in there. They can absolutely be in there. There's no point coming out before and waving your little um your little flag saying look at me look at my virtue signaling look at how wonderful we are we know these things just if they're there and they're important and they've been represented in a proper way they don't need to be called out ahead of time if you've done your job properly you don't have to mention anything and people will still get it you do not have to signal that these things are in there and annoy up to 50% of your audience maybe who knows even more I mean I, I'm not saying I don't know you know people are on one side or the other myself I'm kind of in the middle but uh it's it's crazy it's absolutely crazy these people and then because I, I I I got a theory it's a conspiracy theory and we all know all about me and conspiracy theories because I, I kind of love them even though I don't believe most of them I still love them uh and it, what it is to me is it's a protection so if it comes out if they're scared because they know what they've sh the show they've got. If they're thinking, oh, we're on dodgy ground with this show, it might not be as successful as we thought. If they put the ground in place, they can go, oh, well, it's because of all the haters. All the haters, this show fouled. Not our fault. It's all the people who hate these things that we were trying to represent. They're the reason it fouled, not because we did a poor job. But, but after what you've just said, now my expectations have changed because well, actually, because you made me think about the trailer, you've got all these cameos from, you know, TNGers. But then looking down through the trailer a bit more, you never see them on the bridge. I don't think maybe one Yeah, you scene. do. Yeah. A couple. Okay. Off, uh, not, not the Enterprise, uh, though. No. Oh, I wouldn't expect the Enterprise no. to be there, but it's sort of like get everyone in because what can what the danger what can happen here is that people are going to tune in to see the TNG lot. Um, mm. Once the TNG lot are pretty much done in the part of the script or where the show is done with them, you could almost see the ratings fall unless it's yeah. a bloody good story. Instead of don't don't spoil it, show all the new stuff and let it be a complete bloody surprise when there's a cameo made. Like for example, in the Star Wars film, the only bit I didn't get spoiled about was when Han Solo appeared. Spoiler. I thought, wow, that was <laughs> spoiler. All right. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, who cares about that? And what's a blooming dead duck in it? <laughs> and I enjoyed that bit because I thought, oh, and I enjoyed it because, oh, that was a, that's something I haven't heard just stated around the place. It reminds and me of, it, sorry. Well, and my whole point with the Picard thing is what happened to just letting the audience use their imagination and wonder and go, oh, and be intrigued. Precisely. Be, you know, yeah, and that is my whole issue with the trailers. That it does not leave anything to the imagination. It may do, but I'll be very surprised if it's not a Terminator Genesis. Or it showed 
too much of what's going to happen. It made it a little bit too predictable when if they just let it tease, <laughs> let the imaginations run wild and just have the confidence. Jean-Luc doesn't need any other characters. You could, you could introduce him to uh, the, the biggest plank of wood on the planet. He would still make a bloody good film out of it. Well, he's an X-Men for a start, so he did a bloody good job there. And that's what I don't like about the trailer. It just left nothing to the imagination. And, I, and it spoiled what could have been a nice few surprises. In fact, I think the best part of the trailer was uh, when he said, good morning, number one, and it was his dog. And I thought, that, that there was a nice throwback. <laughs> See, and a it, little bit of cheap. And it, it does, it worked, right? See, the old trick work for me my favorite one of my favorite episodes of star trek is called the drumhead and it's a very simple episode what it is is something happens an explosion happens on the enterprise uh, and they suspect it might be romulans or, or someone posing as a saboteur and stuff so they get this 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 uh his admiral his female admiral on and she starts an investigation and they're trying to find out what it was what caused the explosion and they start you know she gets wolf on her side as a second in command and they go through and they start interrogating the people who are around uh, and they discover um one of the crew members happens to have i think it was romulan blood and he hadn't declared it so they go on a witch hunt after this particular guy and they start tracking him down they start like subjecting him to all kinds of like insults and they go through and and, and they call into question his loyalty with starfleet and stuff like this and he's just an innocent guy um meanwhile they stop going after the supposed guy who 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 actually i think it wasn't even a girl a, a person it was an accident um they stop going after that and they concentrate on him and then they start trying to create like a a, a, a drumhead, a, a battle court situation where they're trying to enforce the law onto this person who's done nothing wrong. And of course, any, when people start protecting him, when people start speaking out against him, they go after them as well. And then in the end, they even go after Jean-Luc Picard when he dares to stick up for this person who's being uh, attacked in this way. Uh, and it's the whole, that's the drama of the entire episode. It's just that. And there was no, there was no show before that saying, oh, look, we're virtue signaling about how you can't, you can't do witch hunts and things like this. And you can't judge people by, you know, how they look and how they appear. And it was just perfect. It was a per fantastic episode and nothing much happens in it, but it's just wonderful. And, and that is what I miss now in, in current, you know, storylines and things like this it just hits you over the head and i'll probably go but if i go back in time and watch it again now it's probably not that great an episode but to my in my heart it's one of the best episodes that star trek ever did and it showed what star trek could be at its heart it could show it could show things that were wrong without you know being stupid about it it was it was and it taught people lessons you know and oh, people know what's good and bad in the world I mean, most people you want to have interactions with know what's good and bad in the world. Okay, the, the problem is at the moment, I think, with a lot of these shows is if you have a different opinion or a different view of something, you're the bad person. That's it. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. And it's, I, I don't like this situation. I don't like it coming into the television because it's, it's dividing people that should be coming together. And I can't help thinking that's the plan to divide people instead of making them come together because they're the ones doing it and it's not it's not the majority of the people that have the issue until they get infected with this nonsense anyway but well, well in, in a way it's only a matter of time because you and i both well i 
a, a <clears throat> an Apple based podcast. And yeah, we've been in yeah, we've been in the, the with the stories of oh, you know, you're an Apple sheep, yeah, you're an Android <laughs> drone and all that sort of stuff. So it's basically just an extension, you know, of, yeah. of that. But at least at least with those sort of tech battles, it doesn't it, it because it's tech, it doesn't bring politics or woke or beliefs or any of the stuff that yeah, why can't I just watch a film? And if I don't like it, it doesn't mean yeah, I've got exactly. a political agenda or exactly. I'm racist or I'm anti-feminist. It's, yeah, it's, maybe I just didn't like the film. There's been loads. Some films and TV shows just suck. That's it. They always have and they always will. That's not a crime. That's just the way it is. They don't always have the best people working on them. That's it. Doesn't matter. Exactly. And dude, where where's my car? Will always be a film that totally sucks. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to some news roundup headlines, shall we? Um, so we're going to quickly go through these stories because we're we're running desperately out of time for some reason. Um, so I'm going to start off. Not, this, this is not a start. A Star Wars show. <laughs> I'm going to start off Apple today. Well. Last night, yesterday, actually. Shared release dates for several of their upcoming Apple TV Plus shows that are set to launch during the spring and summer of 2020 and offered first looks at some of the content. Amazing stories. A sci-fi series produced by... Sorry, executive produced by Steven Spielberg is set to premiere on Friday, March 6th. Uh, Central Park from Bob's Burgers creator Lauren Bacard, Bacard, Pocard, Pushard, I don't know, sorry, I'm going to butcher names all the time on this show, Uh, will premiere on Apple TV Plus this summer. It's an animated musical comedy that focuses on the Tillemans, a family that lives in and takes care of Central Park. Defending Jacob, a series starring Chris Evans from Avengers and Michelle Dockery? Never heard of her. Will debut on Friday, April 24th. A drama series that unfolds around a shocking crime in a small Massachusetts town following a district attorney who is torn between his love for his son and his duty to uphold justice. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun. Um, Home Before Dark, a series that be- uh, focuses on the story of child journalist uh, Hildy Lysiak, uh, is set to premiere on Friday, April 3rd as well. Uh, follows a young girl who moves from Brooklyn to a small lakeside town where her father is from. Her pursuit of the truth leads her to unearth a cold case that everyone in town tried to bury. Next up, um, Apple have obviously been watching my YouTube hit series because documentary series Home will focus on the world's most innovative most innovative homes will premiere innovative. on Friday, April 17th. Innovative. In, yeah. Uh, we'll, uh, yeah. We'll go with that. Um, uh, uh, Apple also announced a new series from the UK, Trine, which will launch on Friday, May the 1st. A uh, show described as a look at growing up, settling down, and finding someone to love. Apple today also announced a renewal of Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet for season two ahead of its upcoming debut. Friday, February the seventh. They renewed so, everything. Yeah, uh, just a very, very quick special shout out to the morning show because old Jennifer won a uh, award for that today, and that came up in the news today. Yes, a Screen Actors Guild, isn't it? That's the one. I was just trying to scroll down the notes to try and find it. Not quite sure how she won that when you know going up against Olivia Coleman, you know, a, uh, an Oscar winner. But hey ho. And apparently, it's, it, I, I, I'm not on Twitter, so I don't know. Twitter was a flurry because her and Brad Pitt were sort of sharing moments and jokes and stuff like this. And 
Oh, God, uh, we're not going to go dear. down that route, are we? And I'm not. spotted at the movie, two people. No, 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 I'm fine. A man and a lady, or a lady and a lady, or a man, man, lady, lady, man, man, looked across hey, the room with you. I remember, say. I remember when Brad Pitt and Jennifer Anderson was big news before Angelina came along and broke it all up anyway. But uh, uh, yeah. some, other, some other headlines. Guardians of the Galaxy star Dave Booth. Batista uh, has signed up to join Apple TV Plus series C. He'll be part of the second season, although it isn't clear what the role will comprise. Now, strange enough, C is the one that I'm struggling with getting through on Apple TV Plus. Um, and we, we did chat about this after we recorded back and forth the other day. And I think it was me and Alan, we came up to say, so the problem is because they're all blind, I'm not concentrating on the story. I'm concentrating on how they're doing things. And it's sort of like distracting me from the story. So I'm trying to see. I'm spending most of my time watching that show to see if they cheat. (laughs) It's like the little things like, how do you know when, after you've had an ablution, how do you know, you know, you sort it out? It's all all the technical details. (laughs) It's like when you're washing your clothes, how do you know they're washed? Well, I'd, well, hang on. I'm not sure about that. But it's, it's things like when they're climbing up rock faces and, and they pick the first go up the rock face on the first time. Things like that, you know. I, I don't know. But uh, it's weird. Anyway, your turn. It, it, it sounds like Star Wars. Just don't think too much about it. Mm. Uh, we're on the Star Wars one now. Yes, yep. we are. A new Star Wars book titled The Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary apparently delves into the many mysteries that the recent movie left unanswered. So basically for all the plot points that you were uh, that you that were left unsaid, you just need to spend another twelve quid to discover some of the missing plot points in a movie that you probably paid twenty quid to see. And that's either really bloody clever. Or that's Disney going, uh... Well, i got to make their money back somehow, I guess. So, you know, why not? Um, because uh, they didn't make $1 billion. I just have Dr. Evil in my head going, $1 billion. I've never seen this, this show I'm about to mention here, so I don't know if you have. Anyway, Netflix oh. Netflix have renewed You for a, for a third season. You yes. follows Joel Goldberg and his wacky adventures as a serial stalker of various love interests. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Hang on a sec. What? Hang on a sec. They used the word wacky. No, I used the word wacky. Oh. That's my writing. Oh. Because uh, I'm taking okay. the mickey out of the premise. Oh, right, okay. I thought this is an actual script. No, this is me, Wacky Adventures. (laughs) And as Hollywood and entertainment shows have often suggested to us, you only only need to stalk a girl or or a chap long enough for them to fall madly in love with you. As we all know from shows like, I don't know, Frasier and The Big Bang Theory and Friends and just stalk them long enough and eventually they give in. I had not considered that. It's, Tune it's, in next week to my new podcast. Well, think about it. Every every like Hollywood type show, comedy, uh, and 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 like you know, sort of like not not horror drama or drama or anything like that. It's the same characters. There's always a, a, a an unrequented love in one of them, and it shows week after week them trying to get with the girl, and she like tries to push him off or, or, or says no not you know as she goes out with other people but they're still there still there still there and very rarely do they not end up with them so it's telling an entire generation of people the way to get the girl is just to continuously stalk her and annoy her <laughs> it, it reminds me of a very uh there was a scene in family guy um where peter i think james it's a spoof on james bond uh, and every time the woman says, hey, James Bond goes, oh, spooked over. So do you want to go on a date? And she goes, no, 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 no. And every time she says no, he's, she says no, she gets a slap. Then on the 10th time, she goes, oh, 
okay then. And he goes, nine no's, but one yes, it counts. <laughs> Jeez. See, that's what I mean. Uh, oh, by the way, I just want to ask you, what is this you then? Because I, I read the description and that's why I come up with, it's just, it's a stalker, it sounds like to me. So basically, it's a guy who gets fixated on a girl and it becomes all, all encompassing for him. There you go. So it goes from being interested liking her loving her and then basically wanting to look after her and only have the best for her but by having the best for her it's like um like in season one uh i think her name was bex if i remember correctly uh had some a few toxic friends but the toxic friends knew that he was toxic and he was a bit of a serial killer so not a serial killer he's done some uh weird things without spoiling so he then in a way bumps off her friend Oh and then gosh. he's there to comfort her. So he's then the emotional comfort blanket. There you go. See, I got it right. It, it, wacky, wacky adventures of a serial stalker. Oh, yeah. Because it's really wacky. The fact he's got a nine foot by nine foot six inch perspex cage that he keeps his victims in. That's, just, that's incredibly there hilarious. Go. go on, Carol. Uh, your, your next one. Uh, okay. Uh, where we are? Uh, Apple and M. Night Shyamalan. Ding Dong, producer of Apple TV Plus show. Sir, sir, sir. Is it Servant or Savant? Servant. I servant. used to call it Savant because I, I heard, I swear to God, I read it somewhere wrong. Like it was spelled like that. But yeah. Anyway, they're being targeted in a new lawsuit that accuses Servant of copying the 2013 film The Truth About Emmanuel. <laughs> That's no. <laughs> I was having flashbacks to my childhood with yeah. a very similar film. Anyhow, truth director Francesca, oh, I can see why you give me this one, Gregorini claims that Servant appropriates the plot of a movie and uses the same cinematic language, <laughs> resulting in a substantially similar feeling, mood, and theme. Oh no! I think she's just described music. Well, strangely enough, like it's it's a spooky theme, just like any other many other films nowadays. When it comes to to this, and I think her, her claim has been poo pooed, but we'll, who knows what, how it will happen? Um, anyway, the Dark Tower t- TV series has been passed on by Amazon Studios. The source claims Team Amazon thought it was not up, not on level as some of their forthcoming Amazon fantasy shows, such as The Wheel of Time and their stab at Lord of the Rings. Oh, dear. That's that's pretty unfair. I mean, you're going up against Lord of the Rings. (laughs) How how do you even battle that one? Uh, uh, Willow Disney Plus sequel series release date, cast in plot. It looks as if Disney Plus is all in on a TV TV sequel series for the 1988 movie Willow. The original was aired and directed by Ron... Sorry, the original was directed by Ron Howard and starred Warwick Davis in the tiny titular role. Why's got Ed at the end of that <laughs> sentence? It's weird, isn't it? I don't know. I, th- I uh, thought it might have been more of your wacky writing. No, no, no. Ed. That's it. Just, just end all sentences with the word Ed. Um, <laughs> Netflix uh, will once again uh, increase their investment in original programming this year, moving from $13.3 billion in 2019 up to $17.3 billion. This is ridiculous, uh, billion this year. This is considerably greater. And their rivals, uh, such as Disney Plus, who are planning to spend just one billion this year, and Warner, who are investing two billion in HBO Max. So Netflix could have bought Star Wars a couple of times over. Yeah, it's crazy. That's just bonkers. I mean, I, I like a bit of TV watching, but you, that's a lot. And they they must have something pretty 
Didam special coming but, up. For but what? <laughs> I can't think of anything recently, really, that Netflix has has had that's been a must for you. Um, like I say, mm. most of the stuff I'm watching now is coming out on Amazon Prime. I would say one thing. I'm seeing less shows that are like, uh, let me think about this. You know when, uh, not like Buffy the Vampire series, you know when you've got like a female lead, a male character, female friends, and like the Flash, that's the word I'm trying to think of, where you can tell that all the shots are like done on a budget in a yep. lot of ways. Like they spend a lot of time in one room, a lot of time in another room. There's a few corridor shots. You know how you can tell that it's all very setting, very small. I see a lot less of that on Netflix shows. You can mm. tell, you know, they've got room to properly walk. So we're seeing, I'm trying to think of a good example, and it escapes me right actually. Um, so at least that's happening, but blimey, that's a lot. I wonder if it's a. I wonder if a lot of that's going to be do, to do with acquiring rights, or is it all original? Co oh, it's all original programming. Blinking, yeah. we're going to get the the re re adventures of Bill and Ted and that sort of stuff. Anyway, uh, Ju uh, Julie Lewis Dreyfus has signed a sweeping multi year overall deal with Apple, her first ever overall deal with a streaming service under the pact. Louis L Lewis Dreyfus would develop. New blimey, this is a hard one. We'll develop new projects exclusively for Apple TV Plus as both an executive producer and a star. Now, this strikes me as a very, very Apple PR release because it says a little bit and says nothing at the same time. It's like yeah. it's being shrouded in secrecy. It's like you're not just going to hire someone and go, you know what? I like the cut of your jib. Here's some money, write something for us. Well, they're going to have to get over that pretty quickly because Hollywood likes his access. And uh, they got a lot of stick, actually, in the press uh, when yeah. the original shows came out. Uh, a lot of them were rated pretty badly because they didn't give the critics enough access to the shows. I think they only showed them three episodes, which is kind of like what we got as viewers. I think we got two episodes uh, for free initially. No, we got three episodes, actually, if you was a pain... If if you had a device, you got two for free. Then you had to yeah. you had to get the third. Yeah, because because it, it it was a morning show that made me pay. So the access media is not going to like the fact if Apple are treating them just the same as they're treating us. <laughs> That's not how Hollywood works, I'm afraid. <laughs> well, um, yeah, Apple. See, remember when Apple had the um, the grand notion of being able to have one uh, like a TV show that was everywhere, anywhere, without any TV restriction rights. That went a little bit downhill. Um, can we do one very special notice bit of news? Because I just think this is uh, quite interesting. We got coming. In. Well, and Mark seems to have vanished, so I guess we're never going to find out what that last bit of news actually was because he's not coming back either. I've got, he's totally lost connection to me. He's, he's actually it sounded a bit ropey towards the end there, didn't it? So uh, so that's pretty much it from us this week. Like I say, if you want to follow us on Twitter, just seek out watching underscore men. Come and join us on Twitter over there uh, and, and follow the various links that Mark will put out. I'm not on it myself, obviously, so Mark's just taking care of that because I don't like Twitter very much. But uh, that'll be it for us for another week we'll be back again next week with more news more shows and our review of picard so until next week on behalf of myself and mark everybody have a, a, a great week until next time bye